sound check, bro. Sound check. We here. So we rolling, but don't worry. I can, I can, I can, I can take care of this. I know. Yo, 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 yo. We back. We back. We back. And we got the guest. We got this guest right here is a homie that made the intro and the closing music of the podcast that y'all just heard. My boy, Jay Will, Jalon Wilson, the artist. Welcome to the podcast, my G. I've been trying to get you for mad long. Yeah, I've man. been emailing your agent. You've been dubbing it. I'd be like, yo, you don't come on a pod. you like, nah. Like, wow. you feel me? I said I wanted to drop the project I was working on before mm. I went on the podcast. Nah, mad light skin, son. Meanwhile, you feel me? I hit homie up for the beats to the opening of this podcast, like, last <laughs> year, November. I'm like, yo, son, I need some beats. So I'm like, all right, let me know what you got. I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy this one. I'm going to buy this one. Boom, Feel boom. me? Ever since then, I'm like, ah, yeah, come on the podcast in a month. He's like, yeah, hit me up in a month or two. Eight months later. Wow. <laughs> now we out in the woods. Just yeah, to give you some perspective, while we're recording, we are in the middle of upstate New York in yeah, Bethel, yeah. New York. It's beautiful. Bethel, though. New York. Two, like, basically three miles away from the famous. We, like, we, yeah, we, we up there. We in the vicinity. <laughs> we in some elevation right now, like, yeah. basically. Only thing that surrounds us is trees, skunks, raccoons. and raccoons and deers. But like we out here, so we're at running camp, and literally like yo, we've been training like animals. We do this every year. This is like my, yeah, this is your sixth year. This my this is my eighth year. Total. This is your eighth year. Two years as an actual camper. Oh okay okay. This is my okay. sixth year right now as a counselor. So this is like my tenth year then. Probably yeah. I've been as a counselor like eight years, like four years in college, four years and five years out of college or four years out of college, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been here, you know, we look forward to it. We come out here, we run with the kids and whatnot, you know. We enjoy life. It's usually towards the end of the summer. You know, you get a week out of the city. It's pretty fun to me. I enjoy it. Yeah, this is like my only vacation. Uh, I got <laughs> vacation coming up next week, but we'll talk about that at another time. Oh, but be nice. Man, this camp, we be running on these roads. The hills out here are crazy. Like, my body is broke up, bro. Straight up. Like, I'm in a chair right now, and I don't know how I'm going to get up, quite frankly. Yeah, these chairs are comfortable. Bro, it's beast. But nah, man. Basically, 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 this is the end of the summer. Like, what have you been up to this summer? Just working on new music. New music. Trying to trying to like i'm modeling stuff model for red model management all right so i'm gonna call you out right now on the modeling shit do it you think you look better than me son all right nah 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 What's the life like to be successful? Like, what do you got to do to be, like, up there in the modeling game? Honestly, a lot of people think, like, you just got to have the look. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, this industry, this this branch of the entertainment industry is so saturated that you I think can't, that's the perfect word. Saturated. You can't just be... Uh, you can't just be a pretty face. You got to have a background. So, like, my thing is... If they ask me, like, oh, tell me about yourself, uh, first thing, make music, I'm a runner, 
you know, I just graduated from college. It's just, just like that. So how do you start with the modeling game? Like, how do you get into Like, what makes you say, like, yo, I'm going to be a model? Like, do you get, like, 200 likes on your Instagram picture? And you're just like, nah, I could be a model. Or did you just like, yo, somebody suggested it to you? How did that shit work? A few people suggested it. But I didn't want to do it because, I don't know, back then I was just wasn't interested. And then I'm also in a fraternity. So what fraternity are you in? I'm at Alpha Delta. I will get back to that later, but continue. Yeah. So once when I joined the fraternity, I made a friend who was on a sorority on my campus and her sorority throws like a charity fashion show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So she So was on some like, project runway shit. Basically, yeah. She said she was like, Oh, you would do so good, blah 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 blah. So I'm like, wow, this modeling stuff really like following me to college. So I'm like, all right. I guess I'll do you this favor because she was she was also a good friend of mine. Yeah. So I do the show, and then I meet I meet this guy. Um, he's like an agent. He's not an agent. He he's like a, he's a DJ, but he um, but he does like he handles like other fashion shows and stuff. Okay. Including including this show called the Pink Show that was also another show that started by my school. So. I did okay. the I did the show for my friend, then went to the pink show. After the pink show, a whole year goes by. I do the same lineup again for my friend, mm-hmm. and then the DJ. I actually I probably just got his attention that second year, and he was just like, "Yo, give me a number. I'm gonna hit you up about some shows." So I'm like, "All right," because like by then I'm just like you know starting to get the hang of this runway modeling and all mm-hmm. of that for the college shows and stuff so he he hit me up for like about three shows i did two and then so he was like the plug like that basi- ass basically he was like get some exposure yeah. go to this show all right he was he was basically the plug to give me that i would like to say experience so i guess get me more comfortable on the runway okay and like and they all taught me how to walk so i see so walking is like it's fake hard it depends because gotta know how to carry you, just, you you gotta just not try too hard, honestly. Yeah. Just walk do, Yeah, and be super duper confident. Once you go on that runway, you gotta know that like that's well, your runway. I got everybody's you. looking at you and you gotta show up. So when Don't you at these modeling scared. fashion shows, are they like competitive or they just a showcase yourself? It, it's just it's just a show no no no. Oh, so you just a, like a competition one. Nah, nah. Okay, okay, it's, nah nah. It's just a showcase the per the designer's <laughs> like look. Okay, okay. No, no, because my man, only reason I'm asking that is because I remember maybe like last December, or maybe December before that even actually, my man's had like a, he was in a fashion show basically, it was like two years ago, it was like for like emerging, like for amateurs, so it was like for emerging like, you know, models, and it was like, yo, like, you know, they was like, oh, the prize is $500, he didn't think he was going to really want it, and he was telling me like, yo, he did his thing, you feel me, he was sitting in the crowd, and he was like, yo, contestant 47. He's clapping. He's like, yeah, yeah. And he looks down. He's like, oh, shit, that's me. Ah. You feel me? Like, that really, like, fake jump started. It got a little yeah. And got to take a picture with the big-ass check for $500. You feel me? Yeah. I remember we went to, like, a house party. He had the big-ass check on the train. It was oh, weak. But, like, they ain't rob him. I, I guess it's not more of a competitive thing, but just getting exposure, though. Like, getting seen by more and more people, right? Yeah. But um, let me let me wrap up this modeling story because I was going for take days. You go for days. This is the place to do it. <laughs> nah, so then, 
I want to say after the second year of like doing the shows for my friends and as DJ, mm-hmm. I think I go back to school the fall after and then we have then like the people from Brooklyn Fashion Week coming to school and they're like, yo, we're hosting the casting. So myself, um, our old teammate Curtis. Okay. Oh, and I believe yeah. Yeah. yeah Curtis, and I believe uh, Curtis name? Alexander. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk yeah, it. Yeah. yeah Trini, Trini you. Yeah. And um, yeah, and, our, and our next boy, uh Steven. Okay. Steven Frazier. Oh like, yeah, I know Steven too. Yeah. So Stephen and I summer. We were all we were all students at St. Francis at that time. So we decided to, you know, just check out the casting and okay. we all got the show. It was a presentation for this brand called um for this dude, uh Zam Zam Barrett. Okay, you ain't gotta tell me what that is because they're not getting free advertisement on my podcast. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we do the show and everything and then the pictures come out. All right, the pictures, pictures come out. The pictures come out pretty good, I guess. So then, my I mom, guess. What do you mean, I guess? They were good or they were good? Because now nah, the thing with modeling is the thing with being in this industry now. I've seen a lot of people like, in their opinion, they don't like their pictures, but they get so many bookings. And then the people who are like, "Oh, these pictures are dope," da 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 da. That shit don't work out. They it doesn't don't work it. out. So like sometimes it's it's probably the picture that you don't like will get you booked. Okay, okay. So the pictures come out and usually like my mom likes, you know, share those pictures because she's like, oh, look, my son modeling, doing this and that and the third. So my mom is Jamaican. She was born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica. Kingston, you done know, yeah. you. <laughs> You're already. So Bomber club. She had a friend who she used to go to school with. Now, this is why this is why social media really like really impacts. Social media really popped lives. off. So she linked up with a. Uh, with this with this dude named Steven who she used to go to school with. In Kingston. Yeah, in Kingston. Don't and know. then he saw the pictures and okay. he was just like, Yo, I'm gonna send that to my boss. Okay, my okay. My boss being my current mother agent out in Jamaica. Okay. He was just like he emailed my mom quick and was like, Yo, his look is amazing. Don't okay. let him sign nowhere else without seeing me. Okay, okay. So what a coincidence. Me, my mom, and my dad was going on vacation to Jamaica. I want to say the December or January, like, that was coming up. So we went. We met up with him. And he was just saying, yo, if you really want to, you could really do this. You could. There's so many opportunities for you. You know, you could maybe end up on a runway in Europe for, like, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Ooh, Versace. Louis. Yeah, Gucci. big names out here. So I was like, I mean, I guess, man, because, like, if you, my thing was, if you doing something and you keep doing it and you have the opportunity to get to the next level. Why not? Wh- exactly. Why, why not? Why the fuck not? Yeah, like. Okay. You never know what it would lead to. So I was like, all right, sign the contract. I want to say May 2016. Oh, okay. Went straight to Jamaica after the Jamaica Fashion Week. They call it. Yeah, they call it they call it Style Week. So you know we yeah, cause you know Jamaica probably don't fuck with the word fashion. They probably think it's like yeah, or whatever. But like it's Massive. nah, it's coming up out there. Like okay, that, okay. fashion world. So they they not wearing the more. <laughs> Rasta uses that any dredge flow, basically. <laughs> all right. Um, probably I don't know about all that. But, but they gonna get there. They gonna catch up. But all right. Yeah. So I do the show. I meet I meet my fellow like models that are also signed alongside with me okay we got like we got we got a lot of 
supermodels who like hit the runways in Europe. Okay. So it was okay. cool to hang out with them and do the shows like during that week. Nah, they they really like they regular people. They get up, they they nah, not at all. Probably they 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 brolic man. They brolic. Got you. So copy copy. It was cool though going to Jamaica and doing it because he had my agent had now the backstory of the Jamaica Style Week is that my agent like made it he he runs the whole thing okay he coordinates the whole thing he directs it. so he plugged you real quick basically all the designers like if 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 you're a jamaican designer and you wanted to do style week that goes through him he okay makes okay decision, i guess so to get your shit lit yeah so he flew out well i don't want to say he flew out but like he had um he had now for those of you guys who know modeling you know, there's agencies all over the world. So if you know if you know modeling like that, you will know the agencies I'm about to talk about. But he had, I want to say, an agent from Why Not Models out in Milan. Okay. And oh shit. Elite models from from their Paris, their Paris location. Oh shit. So yeah, they they flew out, and mind you, these are like these are ranked like top agencies in their region these are ivy leagues of fucking modeling agencies basically you get like you sign to them you have a good chance to get some nice nice bookings nice shows get some nice pictures taken okay nice get some nice checks so i'm so so basically with her coming to the coming to the jamaica style week with both those agents coming to the jamaica style week that's how you know they wanted to give some people some contracts. I see. So it was like free agency, basically. Like, basically. I'm trying to get signed. Yeah. So we do. He threw like a little casting by where his office was. And, okay. You know, I met I met both agents. So after the style week and after me and all the agents, my Jamaica agent comes and we meet up with my parents and myself. And he just goes, yo, they love your look. Da, 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 da. So why not in Milan, they're interested in you, but Elite in Paris is not interested in you Okay. for whatever reason. So I was like, all right, cool, no problem. And he was like, so being that you live in New York, obviously we're not going to just Ship have you. you signed just to me. We're going to get you a New York City agency. Okay. So I said, all right, cool. So as soon as I get back to New York City, I live in Brooklyn, by the way. And <laughs> That's for the hoes. I live in Brooklyn, by the way. Bergen Beach, if you know what yeah, that he, is. Pool, ladies. Hi. Pool on the construction. So, boom. So, now me being the fraternity man I am, I got invited to a sorority formal. So, I had to go to that for the weekend. I came back. But as soon as I touched back down in New York City, after the formal, I saw... I saw Fusion Models out of New York. It's an agency, yeah. And I also saw Request Management. Okay. Red Model Management, which is the current agency I'm signed to. So you like LeBron right now? It's free. The way the way the way it was, yeah. And then then last but not least, a lot of people know about this agency. I had an appointment with Wilhelmina Models. Yeah, I think I think Snoop Dogg's son is signed to them. The one that used to play football? I th- I, I think so. I, I, I mean, he probably had like mad kids. I heard something like that uh, on the radio. He probably had mad kids. Yeah. 
But there's a lot of celebrities like with Wilhelmina. Okay, okay. So it, it was it was a good experience, you know, walking into their office and so I right. chilling. So let me get to the juicy shit about this juicy. modeling shit. So the modeling shit, how lit is it? Like, what's the litest situation y'all get to? Like, how busy do y'all be? Or is it just on some y'all on call type shit? Now, it, everybody's different because, you know, some people do modeling as, like, a second job. Some people try to push to do it as a full-time job. Yeah. If you do it as your full-time job you're gonna have and, you're, and, you, and you have a good look and you're, and you're consistent with your agent and, you, and the communication is going well and they're, like, trying their best to get you out there, you'll be pretty busy because you'll have a lot of test shoots, which are mainly, like, literally, like, test shoots. You know, you test in... You testing like, like I would say you testing like your behavior in a shoot, you know, like getting comfortable with the camera. Yeah, basically. And, you know, and the pictures from the test shoot will determine things because. Urban outfit or shit. Yeah, yeah. Some karma loop shit or whatever the fuck the kids are wearing these days. Right. All right. But um, with that being said. The pictures from your test shoot, your best pictures from all the shoots you do, they go, you form a you form a portfolio. And that's how just we be call there. it is a book, yeah. And so depending on the agency, well, with the agency you sign with, you get a physical book. And now okay. being that technology is so advanced now, you have an online book now. Yeah. So whatever's in your physical book, now you can see it online now on the agency websites. Y'all could check exactly. Y'all could check me out. On the red red uh, NYC website, RedNYC.com. Just type in my name. RedNYC.com. Jalon Wilson. Uh, they got my full name on that. Jalon oh, Shen, Shen Wilson. But um, Wilson. yeah. But you could just write. You could just type in my first name in the search bar, and you could see the Get flicks. On week. Everybody tall in this industry, man. That is true. All right, so, so some real shit. That's a great question. So for people that aren't tall like myself, yeah. not that I don't need to be a model. I know I'm gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But for, like, people that are short, is it, like, really that tough to be, like, a short model? Like, is it almost like trying to be a short basketball player? Are you, like, There are different. Kind of. There are. All right, so I, I tell this to most people who, mm-hmm. like, come up to me, like, oh, put me on, da 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 there are there are different I, I want to say there's different realms to this modeling thing which which could which could be lucrative and it could not because like elaborate, elaborate. so my realm is like mainly the the high fashion like i said i mentioned louis vuitton you know gucci all those things like like i like the way it goes i do i do runway every season okay and when the season is over we try to get these campaigns where whether it's a coca-cola commercial okay or a nike well nike always shooting apparently they always shooting out in chicago oh yeah okay yeah so they always got models i guess for their e-com e-com is from what from what i know e-com is like their online store Mm -hmm. so yeah so they need those models yeah so like wearing the shirts and shit i guess nike makes a lot of clothes because they always shooting clothes but you've been on their website it's like over like a hundred thousand yeah see so boom boom and they pay they pay really well okay okay so like, so that realm, that realm, you got to be, the minimum I'll say, you got to be six feet for guys, oh, for so women. Six feet is probably slow for you. Yeah. Unless you're like, you trying to just model in children's clothing. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> so, 
Nah. <laughs> Unless you got a baby face and you look like you 12, yeah. like Benjamin Button syndrome, maybe, and you like five. So, I right, So, if you short, you probably should look for a better career. Like maybe acting, maybe. Nah, yeah, I was, I was about to say Maybe acting, that. but instead of like, instead of like print modeling and shit, it's probably over nah, for you. Nah, but, but peep this though, because like the Coca Cola commercials and all that, yeah, those are like main, those are like acting castings. Cause yeah, like you get a little, you get like a little small script. Okay, and you gotta run through it. But to like, cast. Okay. But um, but nah, hold on. Let me finish real quick. So the men, you gotta be six feet, ladies. Five nine minimum. Damn. So that's that realm. So I couldn't even be training. Like if I was training, I'd be barely borderline. Maybe not making uh, it. Maybe. It's rough. I ain't fucking. But it. um. But now, now the realm for I would say like you know the people if you don't meet the height requirements. Okay. Like you said, I would say like my advice would be like. You know, have like a develop an acting skill. Okay, okay. Because then you could express yourself. Because then you know, because yo, commercials pay. Commercials pay. And everybody always need that short guy. Exactly. In a commercial exactly. Everything ain't. And you could hide. You could low key hide like somebody's hiding yeah. in a commercial, depending on exactly. the way you frame it and whatnot. Exactly. Everything if ain't. Smile, if you got a good smile, he's a good like yeah. look. It'll work out. Everything ain't. Everything ain't runway and and the and the perfume campaigns and okay. the cologne campaigns and the polo campaigns. There's more. There's more that. money there's to be the, made yeah, than just that. That's that's one thing I learned in this industry. There's always some type of money to be made, and my agent actually told me that when I first signed, like not to worry. There's over there's hundreds of thousands of different type of clients, different brands that will be willing to, you know, shoot and spend some money and actually spend some money for your luck. Okay, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Now as a model. I'm sorry, we're gonna get this modeling trip. I know you're probably tired of talking about. It. So, as a model, what is like the hardest shit? Like, what is the shit that you can't do? Like, like do you still eat whatever you want because you just know you're naturally skinny, or is there some? Or, and and I, you can speak for other people too. Or there's some people that's like, yo, I can't eat this shit. Like, I gotta keep my body looking right. Nah, see, nah, I I understand why you asked that question because mm-hmm. there was a time where in modeling it was all like, okay. Everybody around you is doing drugs. Yeah. Everybody around you is not eating. Yeah. I could say from what I've seen so far. That shit's dead. Even though, even though, like, I haven't really been getting booked lately. Okay. But I've been to, I've been to enough castings and I've been around the industry enough to say that that's not really the case anymore. That's okay. like, that's like. That, Back in the day. That aspect has been like, it's been toned down. Okay. Like everyone's eating what they want. Everybody's, you know, enjoying their life. Okay. But I would, but what makes like people, like models, really picky about what they eat is like they're really, they're really conscious. They're really aware that like if they keep up an unhealthy diet, that their shit body may catch won't up. Look, Especially it may catch up. Yeah. Their body won't won't meet the specifications. Like yo, you could eat all you want. But just make sure you work that out. You're able to keep that body, yeah. Like I eat whatever I want. Exactly. Exactly. Like I honestly, at this at this point, like I do eat whatever I want, and I still go out, and I still party, and I still do all of these things. 
but I still make sure that like, you know, I, I do my runs, I, I do my push-ups every day. I try to do some abs all the time because like that's the thing with the guys. The guys need their abs like flexing. We okay. got to be chiseled. The girls just need the flat tummies. The girls got to just be flat tummy flat tea. tummies. Flat tummy I wouldn't want to say I wouldn't want to say flat chest, but like they got to. They don't they want could. them busty though really yeah, like that, not right? not really. Not in my realm. Okay. And like butt-wise, they. Alright, so like butt wise I would have to say they like could, they can't have a OD fat ass. Yeah, they like could they, like, they could like, have like a little, you know, cupcake, but it gotta they basically they gotta be able to wear the clothes that them European girls be wearing. I see. Like they don't want girls like in the looks on the they like if you have an yeah. O D fat ass. Like the guy the girls some of these homies like wanting Yeah. They're not going they're not gonna get the cut. They could be honestly. They could be plus size models. I'm well, plus not gonna size, lie, but yo, I love, I love the way these plus size models be. They looking. be good. They be looking beautiful. I'd be at the same event with them. Scrum dilly, yum shit. Like yeah, I'd be at the same event with them, and not at, really. I had a show with one plus size, and that was back in Jamaica. Oh, where do they be like macking and cook, like, like? Can I keep this as like blunt as other models slay other models or not? Nah, they like usually slay outside the industry. It's a little bit of both. Okay. Like it's a little bit both. the same function? Do be macking in the back and shit? Not, not at all. Yeah, kind of keep that separate. So I've on, I've been in fashion. I've been in New York Fashion Week for two seasons. Okay. My first show, I actually got to attend the after party for, even though I had school in the morning. But yeah, you got to go, <laughs> though. Yeah. You got to go. Like, I was like, let me, you know, try to network go. real quick. Yeah. So we, so we went to the after party and everything, and it was legit. There's nothing different. Everybody just comes through and they want to have a good time. You know, they had the they had the drinks popping. They had some good food. They had some good music too. Like I would never expect them to be playing, you know, dance hall and reggae. Oh, so people's like, catching goyards at yeah. these shit. Like legit goyards from legit. bare models. Like uh, legit. Uh, dun, dun. All that. Like, but it lit. also the show. The party depends on the show also. My, okay. My brand, the brand that I did was a little more urban. Okay. I haven't been to a high fashion after party yet. I feel the high fashion after parties will be like more, nah, I wouldn't say EDM. It would just be more like. Runway music. It would be more of like a gathering instead okay. of like a whole, like a whole fet. It's more of a, I get it. Like it's more of a, I'm sipping some bars. Some drink at the bar. Yeah, yeah, oh, what yeah, do you yeah. do? Oh, I'm model. night. Yeah. Uh, but but don't worry. When when I get booked high fashion, like crazy high fashion, like the Gucci and all that, I'll come back on this podcast yeah. and let y'all know how it is. Don't worry, I got y'all. It was good. Yo. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting branch good, of the industry. That's interesting. So, all right, now let's talk about the music, man. How's the music? Always been musician life. You've been a music guy always. Allegedly, apparently, I've been involved in music since I was three years old. I used to be trying to spin my dad's records and all that. All that shit. Yeah, and then I just, I don't know. Like, it's funny because By the way, these bugs are biting. After all of that, and I started school. I started, I started, um, I s honestly, I first picked up an instrument in third grade. All right. So you love this shit. Yeah. So I like when you hear a new album, you listening deeper than just the shit that normal exactly, people like. Yeah. It's almost like a photo person. Like they looking. Yeah. And just, uh, pictures and what they 
take a picture of. All right. Exactly. Like I look at be, but that's because of the fact that when you when you get the opportunity to instead of listen to music, you get to play music, you get to read music, you get mm-hmm. to write music. Like that opens up a whole nother part of your brain. Where I you're see. just able where you like whenever you hear other songs after that, you really take mental note of and you like dissect it. the the dot the dialect, the way some words are said. Okay. And like how like that's what really got me into songwriting. Cause I'm not even gonna lie, when when Drake dropped Thank Me Later. Which one was that? That was the first, ep- that first, was album? The first album? I love that album. That's still one of my favorite Drake albums, though, to when this I day. I heard that album, I was like, wow, how did he come up with all those, like, how did he come up with those rhymes? Yeah. From the concrete, what you said? From the concrete. Who knew from the flower? Who, who, who knew, knew from the concrete, concrete that a flower would grow? grow? Yeah, I was so like, like, I love that song, too. I was like, what? Yeah. Because I, I understood that. So yeah. I was just like, wow. Nah, yeah. he's a... He's a good. He's a, he's really he's really he's really uh he's a really good songwriter. Yeah. But it's like I don't know. So all right, from a music standpoint though, what would you say like right now? Like so, you know how you said the modeling industry is like saturated. I'm assuming the music industry What do you focus on? Are you focused more on the lyrical aspect of it or the production standpoint of it, or you say you don't really honestly, prefer one over the other? Honestly, I don't prefer one over the other because. Be, the reason being is because yes, this everybody wants to be a rapper now. Everybody when wants to be a rapper, producer, whatever. But you know, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some people break through and then like the people, and then there's some people who break through, and then they and they just make it look easy for everyone. So everyone want to piggyback off of that. But honestly, from what I've seen, I like I try my best to study the music game per se like as well as well as possible i try like i really like sit down and watch breakfast club interviews hot 97 interviews of like my favorite artists or the artists i'm feeling at the moment and every every little detail everything everything yep yep because it's like to if you want to be better than somebody, you got to study it. If you if you want to be like that person or better, you got to study it. You got to study them. You got to study what they do, and you got to take their mistakes and treat it like you made that mistake yourself and take the steps necessary to avoid those mistakes. But also in music, you should never be afraid to make mistakes either. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, that's... I think that's a problem. People are afraid of, like, taking L's and they feel like yeah. they can't come back from some shit. Yeah, like, like they're like, oh, if I put on some whack shit, like, yeah. I'm whack, I'm never going to, like, people are never going to overlook this whack shit. But I always say that, like, people got to remember, like, 2 chains is, like, one of those people that... Yo, he's old as fuck when he finally, like, broke through. Like, nah, yeah, Rick Ross, too, was, was Rick Ross was old. Oh, he's, like, Titty Boy or something. Yeah. His name was dead ass. <laughs> Word. Like, Yo, you went from Titty Boy to Two Chains, and like, I ain't gonna lie, Two Chains be, Two Chains be solid. Uh, he be, he be, he be, he got the but tunes. Like, he got into the game. Not that he got into, he was in the game from rip, but his breakthrough came madly. And for you to be like thirty something years old and you still trying to hit it with the rap game, and you like still ambitious, like nah, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it, and to stay on your grind and actually bust it for like a good one. Yeah. That's impressive. I'll give him that. I do have mad respect for him for that shit. Yeah. But is it like... So, all right. Here's a better question now. So, you see how rap is now. Or music in general. I don't even know if we 
call it rap anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's to the point now where I don't really, I don't know who half these new little niggas are. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, these kids, these kids love some of this new shit. Like, yeah. I, I'll say this. Like, Lil Uzi, I like Lil Uzi. It took a minute for him to grow, grow on me. Yeah. I think Lil Uzi's dope. All right. He I don't think he's a rapper. Music. He, make catchy he music. makes catchy music. I don't think he's a good rapper, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's, like, very catchy. Some I, of these other guys. I think, that, I think that with Lil Uzi, I think that I'm gonna use Lil Uzi as an example. Though. Okay. Like you said, you don't think Lil Uzi's a rapper. Yeah. Now, if if everyone else wasn't calling him a rapper, you wouldn't really be saying that. I really feel like they just they just do that because like he's he's African American or he's black. They call him. Yeah. So like they just think like oh. I feel like Lil Uzi's more of a, like a rock star. Basically. Yeah. Like. He's more of that rock star chick. Because honestly, like, but the he way does he, have, he does have rap tendencies. He does have rap tendencies, but some of his songs more closely align to mm-hmm. something in a rock song, mm-hmm. which is, like, almost, like, weird. Yeah. But you're right. It's because he is black. We probably he's said, black, nah, yeah. we kind of, like, box him in, like, oh, he's black, Gosh, he's a rapper. It's real because cause I, I realize that because I be listening to, right now I'm currently a big fan of the UK scene. That UK urban scene. That UK that, rap scene? Yeah. Like, I have heard about it. Time. I heard, uh, who's the guy that was on Drake's last Skepta. album? Uh, he kind of and gig. Yeah, I heard the UK rap scene is lit, and I actually uh, like it because it seems more similar to what we kind of had in America like maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. It's, a little, it's a little different, but it is good. And that might be like the new, like, that might deadass be like the future of shit nah, forever. So, but nah, but peep this though. So right. there's there, UK artist out here. His name Tion Wayne, right? Okay. And now, for those of you who don't know, there's there's grime in UK. There's grime where, where I believe it's described as a song. It's described based off of his BPM and the speed of the artist's rapping. Okay. So it, it is yeah, it's. <laughs> I was watching an interview for those for those who don't know. There's an artist out here named Santan Dave. Drake approved of him. Like they like boys. Heavy. You plugging him on the podcast? Yeah, for real. All right. And then he he said in an interview. He was on. He was on. He came to America in the Hot 97 interview where they asked him, "Yo, what's what's really what makes grime grime?" Basically, okay. He, he um Rosenberg actually asked Dave what okay. what makes grime grime, and he said one of the things that stuck to me. Was that he said that the BPM, which is beats per mi- beats, beats per minute, minute. is one hundred and forty. That's just fast. Smash it. It's like uh, so uh, they they uh, they they flowing. Uh uh uh, and then they just so they just the spitting. Yeah, that's grime. That's what make. That's one of the things that makes grime grime. Okay. So now Tion Wayne don't really have. I've never heard a song from Tion Wayne, one forty BPM, and he's just going at it with the bars. Like the man got bars, but he's more of like I would say urban. Like he makes the laid back, he makes the tunes for the ladies. Okay, you know, okay. He, he got he got some singing in the chorus and all that. And he just like he raps, but he doesn't rap for grime. He raps for like I would say just regular straight hip hop. Okay, know? okay. So when he got like he got like caught up. And something out there, like on like an assault charge or something. In the UK? Where had, yeah, where he had to go to jail. Damn. And the headline was Grime Star Tion Wayne. So I'm like, but Tion Wayne ain't grime. But they kind of just like, but oh, you're from like, UK. Yeah, Bam, you, you black, in that box. So that's kind of like a problem grime. artists probably going to face. So that's 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 what really like clicked when you was like, oh, you don't see Lil Uzi as a rapper. Yeah. Like, uh, 
Alright, I hear you. I think that is kind of crazy too, because now it's like we do marginalize everybody, and a lot of it ain't even really rap. You got these little mumble rappers, and then you're like, oh, this is trap now. And I feel like we're not really specific. People don't really know how to like, like you know, group everything. So now we kind of just generically, I like pit this to that, pit this to there, and say, oh, this is rap. This is trap. This is rap. This is, yeah. you know, this is this is fucking UK rap. But even like even like people. That from like New York, they're coming like, oh yeah, this is reggae. This like they're, they're, they're classified, like mm-hmm. dance hall, soca, yeah. all is reggae, and it's like uh, it, it's very into it. You know what I mean? Reggae is reggae is like that cool, calm, yeah. Jamaican yeah. feel, and dance hall is literally dance hall. Like you go in the party, that alkaline, that popcorn, yeah, all that. That's dance hall. But I think I think that's just a that's a society thing. No, it, kind of group it based off the culture that makes the music and just say like we don't base it off of like the music specifications but yeah. we base it off of like the coming out of the, what's coming out of that culture's mouth yeah. so it's, it's weird but what do you think about like these new rappers like do you think like cause I feel like a lot of these rappers aren't really staying around like it's a bunch of one hit two hit wonders like I don't know I, because I don't we're in the ever, era we're in the era of honestly it's so easy to distribute it's so easy nowadays to produce distribute and publish damn easy your own music all you gotta do is have what like seven dollars twenty dollars <laughs> and you could put an uh, album on spotify apple music and title all these major streaming sites and all that has to do somebody just gotta like it some and share it. people gotta like it and share it and boom you blowing bro up. like nowadays rappers when they release an album they finish that shit sometimes like a week before yeah, like they could just record and it'd be like, there's no more like having to wait for the albums to get like yeah. printed and all that. Yeah, it's like bam, that's just on it's iTunes technology. And I'm I'm honestly grateful for that because now like the tech like, and then it's, the it's, it's audience. cheaper. It's yeah, cheaper it is. to do it, and that's that's honestly that literally like saved my life. That makes my life easier. Even though I, I don't use the major streaming sites yet, I plan on doing it later this year. Shit's still on SoundCloud though, right? Yeah, it's yeah. SoundCloud for the real heads. Alright. But yeah, we're in that generation where you know you 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 do your little side hustle, whatever you're doing, and you get your little twenty twenty dollars or whatever. And if you got your own setup, because that's what a lot of people do nowadays, or they pay for studio time, whichever one it is. Like it's not that expensive to set up your own like home studio if you yeah, really not have anymore. the space. Not anymore, because all you need, honestly, all you need is a MacBook and a mic. MacBook, mic, and then maybe some soundproofing on your wall. You yeah, good? Some and a good pair of headphones. Some beats. That's like honestly, that total besides the MacBook, the program. And the headphones and the mic probably come out to like five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred dollars. My podcast costs more to produce. Exactly. That's so. So I get it. So rapping is just like getting your music out. Making music accessible. in general is yeah, it's accessible to the common easy, man. Yeah, you don't need you don't need yeah you don't need you don't need no <laughs> big fancy million dollar setup. Yeah, some bum ass dude in my let me stop before I talk shit. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna go there. I was gonna chop shots. Chief Keith did his remix to I Don't Like while on house arrest, sitting at his living room table. Yeah. Like, you can make on. albums on house arrest? Yeah. <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> I love it. It's like, yeah, gotta feed his family, yo. Chill. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I just feel like these new little rappers, like, Takashi, nah, he, he cool. But, like, 
they mad gimmicky though, like the shit they do for attention. Oh yeah, it's they all rather... about PR stunting. It's like cool that you want to be different, but like sometimes yeah. taking it, it to the extreme, it works. But like, I wonder how those artists feel personally about how their image is being portrayed. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, if you don't like if you don't like the image that you are portraying through the music, I honestly don't feel. And you still making that same kind of music, I honestly feel like you fake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cause like, is he really about that life and shit? He may be. He may be. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like they do so much shit for clout nowadays. It's almost... Like, yeah. It gets me angry. I don't know about you. But we in the social media era. This I can't... Yeah. I can't keep up with that shit no more. I'm telling you for a fact. Like, that shit... That shit frustrating. Yeah, but these kids now is liking it. But just they remember do. when we was... When we was, like, kids and Drake just dropped and he introduced the rapping and singing... The old heads ain't really like it. But not too many people do that shit besides him and like Tory Lanez. So it's not yeah. like a common thing. A couple people do it, but it's not like a... I don't know. You're right, though. That was the first time somebody did it. And people are trying to be innovative. So maybe I'm yeah. just talking innovation. But it almost like everybody kind of see one guy do something that get lit and they try to jump on it. Yeah. But the auto-tune shit, everybody jumped on the auto-tune. And only some True. people really lit with it. Like, yeah. But I, 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 Travis sounds good with auto-tune. I love Travis, Travis Scott. I also realized, like, these guys know their audiences better. Like, True. I didn't realize, like, yo, there's more Caucasian people that listen to Travis Scott than black people. Yup. They love him way more. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, these kids in the, at the camp, they bumping Travis all day. Yep. Like, they think, like, it's yo, a, it's a tell them, you can't tell them Astro in his best album. And I'm like, nah, not even. I but feel to like, them, I they feel like, like that. nah, but I feel like what makes a good album, because, like, at the end of the day, yeah, you want to stay true to your genre and you want to stay true to the audience that you started but out you with. But you want that money. But you also, if you really want to be a musician, you got to be able to, like, legit be a musician. Like, we all know Michael Jackson. We all know Phil Collins. We all know all these people. And that's because they worldwide. And to be in hip-hop and try to be worldwide... You got to be able to branch out. You got to be able to appeal to different crowds. So I feel like that's why, in my opinion, at the moment right now, my opinion could change tomorrow. But I feel that Astro World hit the nail right there, where he's trying to appeal to the different crowds. He's and that album is a journey. It's an experience. I, I thought it was okay. The first listen, I was mad. I think it was overhyped. But it was decent. I don't think it was the best album, but there was definitely some shit where I'm like, okay, Travis, you was in your bag. I see you. Word. We'll see you, man. All right, yo, we're running out of time. Let's talk about this frat boy shit, man. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. I've been to, like, two of your frat parties, actually. Yeah. So you still, on, you still a frat boy. You 24 years old? 23. 23. Yeah. You don't be a frat boy till I mean, it's for life, right? Yeah, if you a frat boy, like, you still be at the... I'm fraternity, man. Let's What's get let's get this right. Like, give me a typical week in the life of J Will Fatboy. I mean, well, I'm at Alpha Delta Fraternity Incorporated. So no, I just say it cause I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I usually just nah. When we when we back in the city and these sorority girls be asking what org I'm in, I just be like I'm in APD. Cause that's what that's that's how they. <laughs> that's how they that's how they say say it. that in arizona they might that ass with the fucking feds <laughs> but on a typical day i i give you the typical friday mm-hmm. so 
and this was back when I was in school still. I just I graduated back in 2017, but because I'm modeling and I don't have like a legit nine to five, like I have time to stay active. Not even I'll just say I have time to stay active within my chapter and like assist in the business aspect okay. of keeping the chapter alive and in, and in good standing with the school. Cause we're recognized on St. Francis College's campus. Okay. So typical Friday, get up, go to class. I want to say the last two years of me being in St. Francis, I probably had like two Friday classes. Yeah, like, but that's not a lot. It's like an hour long. Nigga, I ain't it's never like two had a class hours. on a Friday, but I ain't, I ain't it's, never it's had a Friday culture. class. It's the culture of the St. Francis. Yeah, yeah, I heard that's Friday normal. class. Yeah. Going to school on a Friday. So usually mm -hmm. all week, a sorority or somebody is hosting a party. You know, it's always a party when it comes to Greek life. Yeah. So we all, when we all come out of class, when we all come out of class, we have the we have the Greeks take over the lounge in the cafeteria so we there and we'll just basically the the event that's talked about the most mm -hmm. you're gonna see me there basically all week i'll be like i'm not going i'm not this i'm not that i'm broke da -da 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 once thursday comes i'll be like i might go and then when the girls ask you you kind of you kind of feel bad that like you're not going and whatnot yeah so like Define wildin'. Like, are y'all like on some MTV spring break shit, like pouring beer in somebody in my mouth, nah. freaking? Ah, yeah. So y'all have nah, good control for. Yeah, we. Nah, 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 nah. All right, good, good, good. Everything, everything is like. Oh, good. We, we obey. We obey the laws. Oh, okay. We obey the laws. Like, if you if you're not 21, you're not touching. You're not touching a beverage. Ah, uh, that's respectable. You getting, you getting some non-alcoholic. Okay. Yeah, okay. like a little sprite or something, and like nah, the bouncers, the bouncers out here don't play. The bouncers oh, out here don't play. You can't, you cannot like finesse your way. I know like other schools, like they let you rock, but like in Outside New York in City, New York. <laughs> in New York City, them bouncers don't play. They will grab you by the neck and take you out of that bar. <laughs> I mean, you don't need honestly, you don't need, you don't need to be lit to have fun. Just like that's what I like. I don't need to be lit to have fun around my brothers and these and the sorority girls. I'm Super around. fun is the best fun. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm of age, so you know I I have I have a, like a few drinks, hang out. Okay, so here's a real question. Yeah, the being in the frat, you gotta speak on yourself, but the, mm -hmm. speak on one of your bros. Is being in the frat you automatic hoes. Like, is there some of your boys that you'd be like, damn, he's getting lit I, I tell you why, just off of being I'll tell in the you frat? Why, I'll tell you why, like, it can lead to that. Okay. It's because of the fact that when you once you go in, once you join the fraternity or sorority or whatever, okay. depending on who, like, within your organization, like, you're cool with, like, your network within the organization and who you actually hang out with, because obviously you can't hang out with Everybody. thousands of thousands of your brothers, like, every weekend. Absolutely. But, like, you know, yeah, your average group, your regular group, that's going to determine whether you attract attention from the opposite sex. You are yeah, you're, you're exposed. Yeah, exposed in New Virginia. You still got capitalized you're always, on it. You're so always. you're all right, all right. So let me just kind of infer what you're saying. You're saying the frat doesn't guarantee instant cunning. No, nah, it doesn't. Okay, but it exposes you it ex to opportunities it, yeah, it gives you the for opportunity. more 
Cause yo, being in being in Greek life, you meet a lot of people. I feel like I feel like my social media clout is more than fifty percent Greek life. Oh, okay. So they be liking your shit. Because of the fact that I'm in the fraternity that I'm in and I have the network that I have. I, I hang so out with a lot of chill people. Selling girls. Um. Yeah, we we get that done. She really is. <laughs> I'm so serious. I know you will buy some too. Nah, nah, I know you love Girl Scout cookies. Nah, I just buy your daughter cookies. See, boom. But see, just like how you said that, that's how mad people be feeling. If you play your cards right, that's how a lot of people within Greek life will feel about you. Okay, if okay. you just if you if you a chill person and you're not doing what they do on TV, where it's like you binge drinking and you throwing up everywhere and you waking up, they gonna like yeah, like the movies really over exaggerate everything. They just be like, yo, that's my bro. Yeah, like you got yeah, nah, it, you gotta be to get these girls to honestly like you, and you got letters on your chest. You gotta be super duper chill and easygoing and fun to hang out with. With no complaints. Because there are a lot of fraternity members and different fraternities who, like, all they think about is the movies and they try to get orgy. They try to, they try to, um, what's the word? They try to emulate it to the T. That girl. Yeah. And that, and that don't work because these girls ain't like that anymore. They're getting hit to the game. If that was happening back in the day. I don't think that Probably happened back in the day either. Legit. But we do party. We do we do hang out. We do hang out with a lot of ladies. Vice versa with the ladies. They, they do hang out with a lot of dudes because we have mixers. We have fundraisers. We be doing mad philanthropic work. It's like good to know. Like, yeah. Mothers against drunk driving. Boom. There you yeah. go. Look at you. Man, you know this has been 50 minutes? And counting. Mind you, I said we was not going to hit. I told you we was going to hit 50. Yo, my son. Thank you for coming on the podcast. You already. Appreciate you. Boom. Yo, people want to hear your SoundCloud music, though. Boom. What's the SoundCloud? Nah, yeah. So, boom. It's soundcloud.com slash Jalon, J-A-L-O-N dash Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N. Or you could just search in the search bar, J-Will, J-A-Y-W-I-L, one L. Please don't put two L's or, like, you're not going to find me. Right? <laughs> and Instagram, underscore, J-A-Y-W-I-L. Twitter. Like my son shit, yo. I don't even know my Twitter by heart. I'm going to have to look that right, up. Nobody uses Twitter anymore. Back. Exactly. Boom. Right. I use it, but the young kids don't use it. But nah, nah, nah. Show my son some love, yo. Like, I literally had this kid since he was a little ass kid, bro. Back when I was he was 5'2". Two. He was a little herb. And my son grew. He's like 6'4". 6'2", man. J. Will, my nigga. You're ready. Everybody, thank y'all for tuning in. For real. Thank you for listening. Listening to the wave.